Well, the woman who is meant to be disciplined has been drinking wine tonight. <laughs> One of her children currently has worms. Yay! Join the butt. <laughs> Just to be clear, it's not pretty. It's not one of those weird eyeball worms. No, no. It's, it's in. And, and let me just say, bottom. I was the one who found it, and you cannot oh. unsee such things. No. It's all has been flashing through my mind. Okay. Yeah. So I never knew that this was a possibility, people. So for all of you thinking about having children, just add that to your little file. <laughs> May happen to you. Then in the red corner <laughs> is Tammy Melbourne, <laughs> who's. Sun has lice twice. Yay, twice in one week. <laughs> we treated it once and he came back the next day with more. <laughs> Thank you, school. What does he do? What does he do with his friends? Do I still have those little combs? Yes. The combs are awesome. I never They're had actually one. I never really had satisfying. <laughs> we only have worms and I have above lice. Goodness, Dees hasn't had lice because he has got really long hair and oh, thick hair. And yes. if I have to comb through that with that comb, yeah, it's going to it's gonna kill all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's shake. not going to be happy times. Anyway, I'm so over lice. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, gross. And introducing us all tonight is me, Ursula. And I don't have a gross story about my child. <laughs> because your child's perfect. perfect. <laughs> child is awesome. But she did do a hilarious dance to the Eye of the Tiger the other night. It was very serious. And she was doing, like, kind of clock robotic moves with her hands oh. and punching. And Did you record it? No, because... You can't. She changes it. She, she, yeah, allowed she, to. yeah, it's like record... What is it? If a tree falls in a forest, does it fall? That's not right. If someone sees <laughs> a tree Does it make a fall, sound? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, recording you it gotta, changes you it. You've got to learn how to subtly record. Yes, That's what we end up doing. Just nudie <laughs> dancing is even better. So Nudie. tonight, we, um, we got so much out of the conversation. You might remember up in Sydney, when we all got together, we were talking about calling and... You were saying, Shell, it's like when you want to buy a new car that mm. you see cars everywhere and you notice everything about them. And so we have just been inundated with calling stuff. Do you know what is more calling? the point is that we did that talk completely off the cuff and then since then we've decided to seriously be researchers. <laughs> okay. And have that actually found real it. information. We were looking under the rug at the reality <laughs> of our podcast. But it's, it's true. There's so, obviously, so much content and such mm. a hot topic in both church circles and just the broader yeah, community, yeah. don't you reckon? Absolutely. It's, such, it's just everywhere and everyone's trying to get their handle on mm. what is calling, what is purpose, how important is it, how is it not, yeah. how are we 
should we find it or should we just be more relaxed about mm. it? I think it's really fascinating, the different It's definitely a personality thing because like, I think there are many, many people who would just be like completely uninterested okay. with, the completely top, yeah, mm. with the topic completely. Like, yeah, they're happy just going along and with whatever happens to really? happen. Really? Uh, absolutely. They're not disruptors though. That's true. Maybe they are though. I don't think. How can you not Do you think, think everyone has to be pursuing their calling? No, no, no. No, it's not that. But I think if you're a disruptor, you're likely to be wrestling with concepts and, I don't know. Maybe. Striving to understand yourself and the world. Hmm. And I feel like calling's in that. Yeah. What about, I mean, you sent around show that article by Brené Brown, which seemed to say if you ignore this question or if you think you're not one of those people, it will... Bite you. Like a worm on your bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Wriggle around until your mum gets it out. <laughs> yes, do you have Yeah, um, so uh, a friend, Christy, posted this <laughs> and it's called On Midlife. We have to share it. It's called The Midlife Unraveling. It's talking about, like, people in their late... 30s early 40s um who've been busy you know and doing a lot of things and trying to not like they're just busy you're in uh, whether it's motherhood career yeah life you're in the thick of it and yet peak hour as one of our pastors used to yes. say yes mm. and yet i just can i just read this because yes. i think oh, it that, is, yeah uh, midlife is when the universe gently places her hands upon your shoulders pulls you close and whispers in your ear i'm not screwing around all of this pretending and performing, these coping mechanisms that you've developed to protect yourself from feeling inadequate and getting hurt, has to go. Your mm. armour is preventing you from growing into your gifts. I understand that you need these protections when you are small. I understand that you believed your armour could help you secure all of the things you needed to feel worthy and lovable, but you're still searching and you're more lost than ever. Time is growing short. There are unexplored adventures ahead of you. You can't live the rest of your life worried about what other people think. You were born worthy of love and belonging. Courage and daring are coursing through your veins. You were made to live and love with your whole heart. It's time to show up and be seen. Shut up, Renee. (laughs) So I'm interested. Does that hit you guys? Because as a three achiever on the Enneagram, that absolutely hits because it's speaking Mm. to... You're living your life for what other people have said that you you should do or could do. And it's funny because I reckon we'll each get something different out of yeah. that, depending on our personality types. Because for me, it's definitely the courage okay. and yeah, the daring and yeah, yeah, and your armor has stopped you taking hold okay. of what is so out there. To you. Yeah, absolutely. What about you? I feel I just felt like it was really affirming because I feel like I've just I'm continually on this journey and I feel like I've been on this journey for years and years and years of like who am I really and what do I really love and how do I really work that out and so I felt kind of not smug but that feeling of like oh good like this is worthwhile it's It's not just because I'm a crazy nine introvert like and I think that my inner world is so important and interesting like actually this is important for life Mm. Mm. So, yeah, I, yeah but I thought it was such an amazing article. Yep. Um, and so true. Like, she just speaks truth so oh. well, Renee, doesn't she? And I think, like, this is really, you know, whatever the issue, it seems as if we spend the first half of our lives shutting down feelings to stop the hurt mm. and the second half trying to open, open everything back up to heal the hurt. Yeah. Which is all about her vulnerability, which is her gifting. And you know she became a Christian through all of this journeying and researching around vulnerability? I thought she kind of yeah. started off with... A spirituality. Mm. Yes, and then she walked away from it. Yeah, right. Mm. And then she came back. Okay. I read that came too. Back. Yeah. 
that quote that you just read, though, was also um, Parker Palmer said a really similar thing. So his book, which we've all I haven't have. read it. If <laughs> either of you, I'm including you in the. If all. either of you could find it and lend it to me, I'd be happy to read it. Somewhere buried. So it has the um, title, which is from that old Quaker quote, which is "Let your life speak." So it's Parker Palmer. Mm-hmm. It's a very American name, isn't it? Yeah, it is. um, but he says exactly the same thing. Like, right. is I got a quote I read from him was, "We are disabused of original giftedness in the first half of our lives." then if we are awake and aware and able to admit our loss, we spend the second half trying to recover and reclaim the gift we once possessed. Mm-hmm. Which is that same kind of thing. And it's what we were talking about last week, like how important childhood is and how much of it is already embedded and encoded in us. And it's like we're just trying to travel through life and understand that coding mm-hmm. or accept it or take it on. It's there. And then that whole Richard Raw thing of that first half of your life being that journey and then you you know, you really come to your Mm. you know, your calling and everything in the second half of your life. Mm. And I think a lot of the resources that I consumed in the last week or so it was really encouraging in that there was a lot of discussion about calling taking quite a lot of time. Like don't expect Mm. to figure it out. It is. It's a constant discovery, and yeah. it takes a really long time yes. to yeah. to land on what your calling actually is. So don't expect that in your thirties you might find that. It might, you know, it might take you a lot longer than that. So yeah, yeah. And I think that that feeds into um, the Elizabeth Gilbert interview that Krista mm. Tippett, our hero, <laughs> did on the On Being podcast. Which I just found incredibly um, freeing, mm. sort of similar to that give yourself time around the mm. calling piece. But her main premise was, again, I think this idolization of passion and purpose yes. that we all think we have to find this magical mm. thing. Yeah, do and what you love, love what you do. Yeah. And then her big point was um, about sort of trying to move away from fear to pursue curiosity. Yeah. And whatever, wherever that might take you, and not to have to link being curious to just particularly a passion area, but just be curious about the world and the people around you. And have fun. And enjoy it. Yes. And yeah. be freed in it. And, and it I, doesn't have to be a reason for everything. Like sometimes you can just do things because it's fun. And yeah, yeah you might find purpose and calling in those things, but yeah. It was... And even her view on um, creatives, like I thought mm, that yeah. was quite interesting. She talked about. At school, you d- they decide who is the creative type mm-hmm. and puts a lot of pressure on those people because you are the creatives and the rest of us aren't. Yep. And so you decide at that moment. I feel like I was one of the people that decided oh, I'm not super creative. And mm. I have a brother who's very creative. Mm. So comparatively, I will go, no, I'm not really creative. And yet she's going, we need to explore the mm. creative side of ourselves. And we all have a bit of that. And yep. rather than squash it down, how do we... Again, be curious around it and let that loose. And yep. that's yes. so, again, it's, it doesn't invitation. have to be your calling or your passion, no. but it is it is in you. And that's, yes. a, that's a, a side of you to be curious she says about. Like it's humanity, yeah. humanity's inheritance, which I thought was so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Because for me, like that also drives us back to the heart of God or the heart of love mm. or whatever, that whole idea that we, you know, God is creative, so we are creative. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just it's in us, and it's what humans do. And we make, 
you know, whether that's creative in the field of engineering or creative in the field of business or creative in mm. making something, yeah. it's still... And it doesn't have to be creativity. your work. It yeah. can just be what you do for fun. Yeah. yeah. On yeah. the weekends. Yeah. yeah. I We run a program in our... Um, business that works with 16 year olds like year 11 students and helps Mm. them in their own personal leadership and I went along to one of the programs um middle midway through the program each young person has to do a creative expression about what they're learning about themselves which is pretty intimidating right you've got to get up in front of everybody and present something interpretive dance Sadly, none of that. (laughs) I look forward to the day where there will be. Maybe I should get up and inspire others. Um, But it was so fascinating to watch 16-year-olds get up there one after the other and go, I'm not creative, but... Mm. And then display the most amazing paintings Mm -hmm. or slam poetry. Or, um, uh, yeah, they did, you know, beautiful artistic expressions video even Mm. and going I'm not creative but I did this and you go that is creative it's so interesting that even from that age you're telling yourself you're not who says yeah who says and it it just struck me that starts your path you know you're probably Mm. starting before that but that that is why we get to this age Mm. and go and so many Mm -hmm. women I speak to in particular who just lack confidence yeah it's um, extraordinary how it hits in waves, but I loved just Brene Brown's, t- you know, thought of it's not midlife crisis; it's a midlife unraveling. Yeah, and it's sort of I feel like that's in our right. faith discussions as well. You pull mm. the thread, and it's an unraveling mm. of all the tightly constructed views of the world and yourself that you and hold tight you told. Yeah. to control to feel safe. Yeah. yeah, but if you follow the curiosity piece rather than maybe the fear piece with the unraveling. Yeah. That just reframes the unraveling, yeah. I feel, in a much more, again, freeing way. Yeah. Mm. Still scary. but Well, guys, you know what I've done since our last pod where we talked about all this stuff and I kind of went, okay, the whole aesthetics thing is coming out a lot for me and I know mm. creativity is really important. Why don't I just go... Like, I have at various times looked into, let's restudy a whole course, but that's a big thing to commit mm. to, right? And a big... Yep. And expensive. Financial. Yes. <laughs> now that yeah. I have a hex deck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I'm like, why don't I just do, like, a short course or a workshop? So, I booked Great. in these school holidays to a design and decoration, interior design and decoration Great. workshop. That's so awesome. And then next school holidays to do a floristry oh, I am so workshop. <laughs> so like I feel so happy and excited about it and I'm like I just get to go and follow like this curiosity this low-lying hum thing that's been in the back of my mind like I really enjoy these things wonder what it would be like to be in that career but even if it's not a career just to be curious and enjoy it you know how to make great flower arrangements (laughs) expect it ladies for your next birthday (laughs) yeah I'm not gonna complain so I'm just like that whole Elizabeth Gilbert thing about curiosity and yeah it just ties in with that whole like well why not just take a step a next step or an obvious step or something you've been thinking about rather than yeah that's so true and you know sorry I I was as you may have thought Mm. reflecting back like the swirling that I felt I had last time of and I just Mm. I recognize for me the overthinking that I do Mm. and that's a, that's a girl thing as well, though, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. And then, yeah, and maybe my personality type as well just mm. delves into the detail a bit and gets swirly in that space. Mm. And so, I don't know, I've just had these enlightening moments, and I think maybe you with the umbrella conversation, mm-hmm. it's helpful for me to recognize 
yeah, my desire to sort of shift people's attitudes and behaviors. And that's yeah. always been a part of me. And I did PR, comms, so like really, and then I went to strategy because that can do it. And then I've realized, well, strategy alone doesn't do it. It needs to be people development. Mm. And so my evolution, it still had the same center point around how do we shift people? How do we have greater impact? And it's just that my view of how that is best done has evolved mm. over time. Yes. So yeah. it's actually the same theme. And that's yeah. been really freeing. And then also to go everything that I'm doing right now and what I have done mm. has actually been God breathed and mm. I have All tried to discern and I've, you know, and mm. I, I don't regret any of that yeah. and maybe just lean in to mm. what I'm doing <laughs> right now and enjoy it and not wonder if you should be doing something the else. 12 other pathways yeah. that I could take. Yeah. yeah. And that's that, that Parker thing, Parker Palmer. <laughs> Weird Such name. a weird name. It is. Um, it sounds like he was from the 1800s. Yeah. He's still alive. <laughs> or like from Pleasantville. Do you remember that? Yes. Like a, anyway. Jim Carrey. Um, no, no. That was Superman. With who's <laughs> no. no. And this Parker is Spider-Man. Oh. Yes. <laughs> okay. Tell I see why it was Pleasantville. Anyway. No. 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 Really? no. Yes. So Pleasantville <laughs> was that Superman. What? Tobey Maguire was in the Spider-Man Pleasant movie. Pleasantville was that 50s black yeah, and white Nicole film. Kidman. No. <laughs> okay. okay. Sorry, um, our pop culture references are really off. <laughs> now I can't remember what I was going to say. Parker Palmer. I'm Wikipediaing. Let your life speak. Yep. So sometimes we have this idea of vocation and calling that's out there, and we go, "I need to make things to get there. Like I need to do this mm. and this and this to get there." But the whole idea of letting your life speak is what are you already doing? Like, what do you gravitate yeah. towards? What have you already yeah. mastered? What flows out naturally that you don't even have to think about that you just do? That's right. And if you're already doing it, it's like not thinking about it is not the thing. Doing it is the thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's you it. You know what I mean? And so what are you already doing? Yeah. Oh, I listened to so many podcasts this week that Good. basically said it's about action, like you're not going to discover your calling if you're staying still. Mm. You know, even if you're not doing the right thing, yeah. at least you've got to do something. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it, action is how you're going to discover yeah. stuff. And that's the curiosity thing as and, well, isn't it? But I think in that, again, knowing your personality and mm. the way you operate, like I realized for me, I don't stop to think about what I'm energized by and what drains me. Mm. So I've started doing a yeah. journal thing at the end of the day, every couple of days to go, what have I felt energized That's by good. today? Yep. What has drained me? Yep. Because if I don't actually stop and do that, I don't do the inner reflection, it's whereas so you probably true. inner reflect all the time. <laughs> On the toilet. Yeah. With a few candles. With a few candles. Yeah. Whereas, so just to understand your blind spots or your weak spots. Yeah. And then rather than ignore them, actually yeah. try to find But them. I don't take... See, that's what I reflected from the last podcast. I do interior think I don't take a lot of action. Yes. You're a real action person. You're an action person. No, you're I'm like, not. I'm interested in this. Let's go and do roller derby. Do you but know what I mean? I feel I like, I, like I plan. I love the planning stages mm. of everything, but the actual doing yeah. stuff, yeah. I'm paralyzed by like, I don't know, indecision or something. Too many options. Failure. Maybe. Failure. Mm. No, yeah. Fear of failure. Yeah. Failure. failure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm. So the other thing that came up a lot when I was listening to podcasts and reading stuff was the idea of pivoting. Okay. And it's that um, kind of like when you, you know, when you're doing those mazes where you start at a point and you take your pencil and then you mm. get to a, a spot and then you pivot mm. 
and you go down this track mm-hmm. and then you go down this track and you realize, oh, that's a dead end. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. go back yep. and I'll go to this spot and then I'll pivot and go mm-hmm. the other Toast. way. Yep. And it was that whole thing of take action. Yes. Because even if you go too far down that spot and go, oh, you know what? Yes. I love singing and that's awesome and yeah. I'm going to pursue this, I don't know, um, professional recording career. But actually... Mm. I, that that's not where I'm supposed to be. So I'm mm. going to come pull it back yes. to this spot. Yeah. And maybe I want to be a teacher who yes. helps other people reach yeah. their potential. And that's my call. And so yeah. just having that freedom to, to push too far yep. and that's okay because then you go, okay, that's, that's not where I want to mm. be. That's a no. I'll yeah. come back to here and maybe I'll find my yes. If I pivot and go this way, that's good. Well, that okay. was a really nice, it's sort of like the suitcase idea in a way, isn't it? But maybe not. you're not picking it up for as long as the... Yeah, so it's finance. more of a trial suitcase. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It almost reminds me of, I don't know if you've heard this growing up in church circles, but or being in church circles, the idea of like when you're confused and you don't know what to do, blah, blah, blah. Is that like, what was the yeah. When you're confused <laughs> and you don't know what to do. What was the last... What was the last thing... <laughs> God said to you like oh, wow yeah the idea of That's like what was the last <laughs> what was the last thing of recording yes what was the last thing that God said to you and so and you can make that as well as in what was the last thing that felt true what was the last thing that you know about yourself mm. so you've gone down this path and yeah. it wasn't and you've reached mm-hmm. a dead end it's it, yeah it's okay to go back like what yeah. was the last thing go back to that and then mm. pivot out to try mm. something else or yep. to go yeah but it does require discipline reflection, I think, and intentionality yeah. in the midst of the following the leads. There's still, yeah, I think you have to be, have a lot, enough awareness and heightened sense of wanting mm. to find it. Mm. Otherwise you will just go buffeted by the waves in a way. Yeah. Or, or potentially look back and go, wow, I spent the last 10 years doing that thing that I didn't necessarily mm. enjoy. So mm. I think, but maybe that is the life stage mm. that we're at anyway, like, 30s or oh, you guys might be more 40 oh wow oh, oh. Ow, burn. <laughs> are you only six months older than me yeah um yeah but yeah so maybe it's isn't it i just find that fascinating that that is a thing you know that Brené brown writes about everybody has written about yeah. midlife crisis but it's yep. genuinely happens it's mm. It's sort of like the whole moving out of this simplicity to complexity to simplicity after complexity mm. boxes. Mm. It's inevitable in a way. Mm. So, but there's something comforting, I guess, about that being part of what the journey has to be. Yes, so true. And we have access to so many more resources yeah. these days. And there's no mistakes. That. Like, there's no mistakes. There's just growth, wrong turns that yeah. then teach yeah. you something, yeah, and totally. then you can come back and. Yep. Yeah, do something else. That's And that's really true. Like, what have you learnt from the mistakes? Mm. That means you won't go down that yeah. path again or, or it must have this going forward because it didn't have it in the last experience. Mm. That is valuable. Totally is. Um, Joseph Campbell says, the privilege of a lifetime is being who you are. Mm. And as again, it's that thing of it's over a lifetime, like you discover it. Like that's our privilege is to grow into our authentic selves or who we are or who we were created to be or to discover that. And it's not just, well, if I haven't reached it by my 30s and I don't know, then it's all a waste of time and I'm a failure or whatever. It's actually, no, maybe we are going to hit our strides in our 40s, 50s, 60s. It's actually 
I don't know, kind of a God thing too, like that growth. Over, like we don't, you don't get everything at once and there's mystery and there's discovery mm. and there's the excitement of the journey, which is also the whole Joseph Campbell thing that I thought after our last pod. Oh, I can't believe I didn't mention him because... Who is he? He's amazing. So he is kind of like a philosopher who did this kind of, I guess, thesis around discovering two, more than 200 of the world's greatest myths including, like, from different cultures, including <gasps> biblical stories. The heroes. The, the hero story. There's the ten common story. things. Themes. Yes. Yeah. And so it starts That with, came up so often in my... His books yes. are amazing. You know the, the phrase, follow your bliss, which, I don't know, a lot of people seem to say that now yeah. and have it as little quotes. Obviously, really? you're missing out, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> really? I, don't understand I feel like that's a Gen Y yes. thing. Follow, follow your, your bliss. bliss. Follow your bliss. That's him. That's his quote. Anyway, but he basically is like, yeah, all those stories have a similar arc. There's the call. So even if you think of your favorite biblical characters or Moses or whatever, there's the call. There's the refusal of the call. Then there's the answer of the call. Then there's the journey. And then it leads to the great battle and you find out who you really are and blah, blah, blah. So like they were, um, I was listening to something. I was listening to a podcast this week. When were they, what was I listening to that referenced this? It was one of the podcasts and they were saying that, like the Lion King, that mm. follows that exact story arc. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and a it's, lot of the great, you know, Disney mm, stories yes. and and what um, oh, now I can't remember who said this, but what's I heard someone say is one of the problems for women is that all in in his research they were all males. Yeah, so oh, women right. don't have the role model models. The who are the role med- models? Medals. <laughs> models. <laughs> or another <laughs> glass. <laughs> um, but yeah, where are our stories? Where are the yeah, people, the women we're yes. looking up to? There's Joan of Arc, and she died. There's Esther, <laughs> yeah, who like you know sold her body basically. Yeah. And it's not that women don't have the story, although often in the past, obviously, it was like women just helped the men have their story, and they looked after the kids and cleaned the house and da da da. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. But, and again, like he just says, if you don't listen to the call, you die. You die mm. on the inside. And I think that's sometimes the midlife crisis thing is mm. the squashing of down of that yeah. little voice going, this isn't right. Oh, there's something more. <laughs> little Muppet. Okay. It's really true. And I think maybe tied to it all is the fear of failure, like you talked about yeah. fear. And I think, yeah, I wonder how much that dominates. But yet every, it's sort of exactly that, the story arc there's failure always in that story, right? Yep. We yep. spectacular. And anyone Absolutely. I listen to, like at the moment I'm really interested in how to present really well and mm. I get nervous presenting and I want to get over that. But anyone who is talking about it goes, oh, here's when I spectacularly failed in front of 2,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. And would I go back and re-engage on it or not? You know, and that mm. is the question. So it's like how do you be open to failure and then how do you push past it and not yeah. get um, completely thrown by it? Yeah. yeah, but and it would be great to hear more stories of failure that are honest too, because I do feel like it is often framed in the, and this is what you learn from failure. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. yeah, and I spent two years in depression and counselling, and then I yes. realised oh, I can climb up out of this. And yeah. I feel like there was a lot of things that I was reading that was talking about failure, and yep. I love coming back to that whole thing of pivot point. That the point mm. of failure is that point of mm. pivot. So yeah. it's not a point of collapse it's a point of okay that didn't work so what next but i still avoid it i still i oh, hear totally. that and i'm like oh Completely. i don't want that i would like well, to you don't do want it without it you don't want to know that you've wasted 
no, you know, six true. months or yeah. a year of your life doing something that's, yes. that's a waste. That's the greatest point for me. Yeah, ten exactly. Years, exactly. But you might, that might have been the yeah. point. You might have been doing the wrong, not the wrong thing, but something that's not the right calling. thing. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I think will be interesting is, is with the next, like Gen Z, will, so they're 9 to 23 at the moment. They're going to have five careers and 17 jobs in their yep. lifetime. Wow. Will they have these same questions? Probably not. Like, if you're going to have five careers, you're just going to go with it, right? Maybe, but not all of them are going to have five careers. No. Thank you, factual Tam. Sorry, but if I have invested $25,000 in four years of my life studying for something, I'm, it's not, I'm not going to give that up. But I, I think you are a Gen Xer saying that. I know. I think and, it's going to be very And to different. be honest, I have, I have also considered giving up my really? $25,000 career, but... Yeah, I suppose as a Gen Xer, then I go, no, no, that's such a waste of money. What would yeah. you follow? Oh, no, I don't know. Podcasts? I might be going into a different direction. I'm safe. See how I'm saving you here, Tam? Um, these modern kids these days with their five career changes. Yeah. Freaking so one Gen of the X's. things I really liked, going back to that Elizabeth Gilbert and Krista Tippett, is she talked about the idea of um, work and that actually anything even that you're interested in is still 90% mm. boring. Yes, oh, I love that. that. Was so good. I, so I actually, who was I telling that to today? Mm, so good. Even a writer. Yeah. I had this exact discussion yeah. today with someone that, yes, even if it's your passion yeah. and your calling, so 90% of it is still boring. Yes. That's so And hard. Yeah. And hard. Yes. Yes. That's and it's not, yeah. not fun. No. Yeah. And yeah, and the fact that, yeah, she's this writer who's this bestseller, yeah. Yeah. gets to have this amazing life now. Yeah. Do you, yeah. do you think really 90% of her life is hard? I, no, not hard. It was boring. boring. I think 90% of the actual writing stuff, I can see that being boring. Yeah, and then to come back to the curiosity thing, she said, but, and this is like, I don't know if you've ever seen Elizabeth Gilbert's TED Talk, her big one that kind of launched her was about the whole idea of creative genius and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the idea that you have to work, but there's also like a kismet, there's God, there's a God, she doesn't say God, but like a spiritual thing that you just hold up, you catch as mitt and you there are ideas and things that are out there that you just happen to stumble upon and some people stumble upon them at the same time and it's really fascinating her TED talk but um you know that whole idea of being in motion and which I think is what curiosity does as well so as long as you turn up so and that's what she says Mm -hmm. in her TED talk about writing like some days you turn up Mm. and you're in flow and it's great and everything and other days you turn up as a hard slog just to get 100 words down on the page that make any sense and yeah, I think it's like that in any interesting thing, in any creative thing, in any job. Um, yeah, and I remember someone said it once, like, um, they said it more crudely than this, but for our little ears that might be listening, <laughs> like, what kind of crap sandwich do you want to eat? Because every job has a crap sandwich. <laughs> and just decide, do you want the crap sandwich of, I don't know, low pay? Or do you want the crap sandwich of... Gossiping Stress women. Or, Do you want the? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, they yeah, right. really bad examples. But what I thought, what also that she was interesting in that. Yes, it's hard slog, and a lot of that, most of it, is that. But yet, you have these inspired moments, and she didn't reference God as such. But I do feel like there are moments where the Holy Spirit is at work mm. in you in that moment, and and that's those wasn't flow you. moments, and it's your flow moments. Yeah. Like I remember driving to a meeting with a client. We're halfway through a process and they need to do an org structure. I hadn't thought much about it. 
And I was just going, oh, I'm going to go to this meeting. I don't even know what we need to discuss. And it's like in that meeting, bang, it was just, what if we move these people? And suddenly it was, yeah, it felt like magic, but I feel like it was the spirit at work and it was like the perfect solution for that moment. And there's something so freeing about that when you can go, that wasn't me. Like I went into that meeting really not knowing and I'm not that profound to have worked it out. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag inspired. But it does come like to that place. It's a willingness to listen and it's a willingness to follow. And to not have the answers. Yeah. Um, But yeah, to not have the answers. Yeah, totally. And to be Mm. present Mm. in, to have enough space. Yeah that idea to collide into your, your spirit to your be, yeah to be okay with silence and mm-hmm. listening I feel like we always have yep. to feel the silence that's what I'm doing right now yeah in this moment keep <laughs> talking till you guys jump in <laughs> let me refer back to Parker Palmer please could you say his name one Peter more Parker <laughs> Peter Parker that's Spider-Man <laughs> Okay, my children. Oh, my children. Yeah, he was in Pleasantville. Thank and you. And he's also Spider Man. He is weird. Yeah. Weird kind. I don't know where your brain went there, but it it connected those things, and it was okay. that's Good. that's beautiful. What was that Pleasantville? Is, um, was it a show or a movie? It was a movie, movie with Tobey Maguire yeah. and Reese Witherspoon. Oh, okay. oh, I don't remember Reese Witherspoon. Mm. Not Nicole Parker Palmer. <laughs> the insight is. Hidden in the word vocation itself, which is rooted in the Latin Latin for voice, vocation does not mean a goal I pursue. It means a calling that I hear. I must listen for the truths and values at the heart of my own identity. Hmm. Profound. Um, The other thing I liked about... (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Moving on to action already. No, no, no. But uh, the other thing that jumped out... With his book, Let Your Life Speak, mm. which I do recommend, um, was at the Quaker idea of, of having a circle of people. Mm. And so it's that you're not discerning that for yourself. Like he yes. talked about a job promotion he got mm. offered and which really fed his ego and the opportunity mm. to step up and be seen and da da da. And, the, and the, that group was only allowed to ask questions, to not give any that. advice or to give any leading questions but to genuinely it's like a coaching session and your own discernment will and your you, own discernment yeah. and he realized i'm listen, doing this for myself it? it's listen not really who life. i am mm-hmm. yeah and i think yep. that is i mean if you can find those people who are willing to do that with Absolutely. you yeah like so that true. sarah bessie article saying other people are going to call out your calling yeah. even if you're determined not to see it and i think what we need to do and particularly i would say as women is to listen to what people say yeah. because i Again, chatting to so many, you know, people, mm. what's my calling? I like confidence. And you can hear all of those um, positive compliments or helpful critiques mm. just seem to bounce off. We can't actually let yeah. it absorb. Yeah. Something Open the innate within us yeah. to mm. just try to, like, not really hear it. Mm. Yes. How do we allow ourselves to hear it and to let it feed our soul rather than... Maybe it's Aussie as well, like that mm. whole don't want to get a big head ego. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Keep it at bay. Yeah. But I think it does start in the little things like it, just the opening, yeah, that idea of opening your heart to people instead of like someone gives you a compliment and we tap, it's like we tap yes. it back. Just yep. to say thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's mm. right. Just to say thank challenge. you and receive it. Yeah. Actually take it in and actually kind of dwell on it a bit and go, yeah, yeah that's really nice. And I am good at that or whatever. Mm. That color does suit my eyes. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Yeah. Instead of just being like, yeah. Yeah, practicing. Mm. 
yeah, just on the little things. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So you guys feeling closer to engaging on your calling since last time? I actually we am. Mm. And the rebel in me doesn't want to admit that. Really? Yeah, I totally ah, am. Really? That's good, Tam. I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks. Mm. I read this. <laughs> Sorry, that seems super fake, just observing. <laughs> I think you guys are real. Well, I was real being genuine. <laughs> Let me genuinely say to you, Tam. I'm going to absorb that. Thank you. No, I think... No, anyway. It's true. Like, when you're an incredibly intelligent person, which you are, and able to control Again. the, you know, like, think through things really well. Mm. Like, that's a big thing to go, actually, I'm learning something new. That made it sound really good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just scrub that out. Anyway... That's, so, can you just unpack it a little bit no, more? No, not mean? right now. <laughs> yeah. no. Okay, put her on the spot. Vulnerable. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm I read this open. awesome book this week mm. called "What Color Is Your Parachute?" Mm. It's by Richard. I was going to say, Bowles. we can we just share a few of because yeah. we've obviously all absorbed a lot of stuff this week. Yeah. Is there a couple of resources yeah. that we can share? Yeah. For people. Yep. So this is a book which is all about. Um, he kind of does talk about it more in terms of your job mm-hmm. and what you do, but it is all around like passion and calling, curiosity. But and that curiosity things comes out in the questions mm. he asks. So basically, at this at the heart of the book is a diagram. Maybe we can put it up on the Facebook. Of Depends. Is it a flower? It's probably covered by copyright. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so picture in your mind, if you will, <laughs> a flower which um, has a center and then has six petals around it. So there's basically six questions that you go through, which I'll talk about really briefly. So one, the first one is all about what kind of person you are. So if you are at a party, for, let's say this is one of the questions he asks, maybe you might like to chime in with what you would do. Um, and I you would had to go to a corner. Right next to the snacks. No, if you had to go to a corner... <laughs> of people who were realistic type people, so they make things, they create things with their hands, or um, investigative people, so people who analyse and evaluate every problem, people that are artistic, people who are social, just love to chat with people and enlighten them on stuff, people who are enterprising, so who like to influence and lead things and manage things, or people who are conventional, who like to work with data, numbers, those kind of things. What corner would you go to? Mm. So that's one thing. So it gets you to think about that. The next worksheet is gets you to think about kinds of people that you've worked with before and people that you don't like working with. Hmm. And then you do the flips. So, you know, I worked with someone who micromanaged. So what's important to me in a job mm-hmm. place is to have a certain amount of freedom. So he kind of goes to that. I'm giving it in really short you know, pricey of what it is, but I just found it so helpful. Then uh, he does the same thing with work environment. So what work environments did you hate? So it starts from that point of view. It's always a lot easier to recall the negative. So I hate working under fluorescent lights. I don't like working where I'm on my own all day or whatever. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, so then you flip it. So natural light is really important to me or having Mm. some, you know. So the next one is all about skills and talents and what you can do with that. Pretty standard stuff in that bit. Uh, The next pedal is developing your sense of mission or life goal. And in that, there's a whole bunch of things. So are you more drawn to the senses? 
like so beautiful mm. things music art poetry craft are you more designed to, more drawn to the sphere of the body so how the body works blah 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 are you more drawn to possessions <laughs> like building money building wealth blah 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 are you more drawn to your will or conscience so how you want the world to um like morality i guess justice social justice are you drawn to the heart and compassion are you drawn to entertainment are you drawn to the spiritual are you drawn to the mind so a whole bunch of different spheres and then it goes into detail about that so you pick that and then what industries or careers sound interesting to you um then there's like a really interesting one what level of salary do you want to be working at Hmm. And what level of responsibility do you actually hmm. want? So, and they I'll talk take about half a million. All those, yeah, responsibility. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, it, but it gets you to kind of list like realistically. Yeah, but then it also mm. says, what are things aside from salary that are important to you? So, like having adventure in a job, having respect mm. in a job, having the chance to use your expertise, and so looking at things from that point of view. And then it looks at places that you prefer to live. So, like. Hmm. I think I remember you saying, Tam, once that uh, someone had tweeted something like, your calling is linked to your where you live or something mm, like Was that, that right? Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Rowan Dredge said that. Is linked really? to you where you to your... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so then you have this whole flower, like if you go through the exercise in the book. Are they each a petal? Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, like, you get, like, kind of, like, a life goal mission statement out of it. And, again, like, it's just like that thing I was talking about last week, like, drilling down into the core values of what's important. And you're getting to know yourself more. You're Mm. listening to your voice, your inner voice, and what's important. Mm. Listen to your life. And you're making it valid. Yeah. So what did you uncover? That everything I already knew about myself already was confirmed. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it was really, yeah, yeah, really confirming. So we talked about last week about peace and aesthetics, so that came up big time. Yep. The idea of um, spiritually connecting in life and connecting people to God was important. And the idea of, like, um, compassion and equality was really important. So, yeah, so it was just really good to see, oh, these are themes. Yeah. And instead of actually just going, it's a nicey-nice thing, going, no, this is the core of who I am, mm-hmm. so how do I outwork that? You know, so I recommend that book if right. you're looking mm-hmm. for a resource. Did you guys find resources? Yes, I came across a lot of resources <laughs> this week. I feel like I over-resourced this week. Yeah. What, what does that mean? Like, how many things would you have absorbed? No, no, no. I don't... I probably list, um, yeah, close to a dozen. Like podcasts, I probably listened to five or six, and then there was articles. It does. It gets overwhelming, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So what were the best ones? All right. So I can't even remember. Oh, who knows? There's probably a Google search, which is, you know, obviously a reliable source of information. (laughs) But it led me to a blog that I had previously been reading when I was a blogger. So when I was a blogger, I used to read a lot of blogs about writing. Okay. So this guy, Jeff Goins, is a writer. Um, And he has... So post me reading his blog years ago, he started a podcast. And so he's a writer who... He was one of those people that was like forever, I'm not a writer, I'm not a writer, I'm not Mm. a writer, until someone said, dude, you're a writer, just write a freaking book. Um, So that was that whole story of someone else calling out his calling. Mm. Um, And so he 
he speaks a lot and writes a lot about following your calling or finding your calling because it's something that is really close to his heart yeah. is finding his calling because that was called out in him. Anyways, yeah, so good. he has some really great his um, his podcast is called the Portfolio Portfolio Life. Beautiful. And he has a lot of interviews with people. It's a lot of that whole... It, it, there's a lot of talk about being a writer and, you know, people that have that as their calling. But there's also a lot of interesting stuff about um, maybe how to, you know, if your vocation's your calling and just finding your calling in general. Mm. But then he interviewed this guy called Dan Cumberland... Who has he also has a podcast pretty much all on calling and again a little bit more of that whole career slash calling thing um, but he has some really great podcasts on calling as well and he has also a little mini calling course on his website oh, yeah. so you can okay. subscribe and he said do some emails and it's all those yeah, it's really common things across yeah, the board, yeah. isn't it? Key questions yeah. you yeah. need to explore. Key yeah. questions, key stages. I think a lot of them are, are repeated. I do feel like that leads you into a little bit of a trap in that, hey, follow these five questions and you'll yeah. find your calling. It's magic. Yeah. Whereas I think we need to remember that it's probably more of a long-term thing than that. Mm. But, Yeah. So, yeah, those are my two things. Um, the Meaning Movement is Dan Cumberland's podcast, and he has some really great ones, and The Portfolio Life. So those are two podcasts that I found, yeah, interesting this week. That's great. Among many other things. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in addition to the other ones we talked about already, I just wanted to mention um, a friend of mine uh, has created an organisation called SEED. Uh, it's called seed.org.au. And uh, it's for Christians to help find their purpose, so very much what That's we're talking great. about. Um, and they also do incubator-type programs for people that really want to get their ideas off the ground. Uh, and then they work with organisations as well. Um, but they offer – I haven't actually done it myself, so I don't know exactly what it's like, but I know they put a lot of really good thought into it. And it, mm. it just involves God in the process, which mm. I think perhaps mm. that isn't obviously in all of the resources we're talking about. But this helps you find out your God-given purpose and discover how you can be an agent for positive change in your community or workplace. Mm. So it's very much not the idea of coming to find work in the church, but it's like, what are you doing? And one of their um, ideas, I'm not sure if they've done this yet, but it's the idea of getting people in the health workplace across a whole range of health industries to come together and go, what does it look like? for God to be at work in his kingdom to come in the health mm. space in Australia or Absolutely. marketers, let's get together and what does it look like to do marketing from a kingdom perspective in Australia and mm. to really be having those broader conversations um, yeah, where our vocation intersects with our um, God-given purpose yeah, yeah. so yeah, it'll be worth a look seed.org.au mm-hmm. that's great quote I kept coming back to this week with all these thoughts that we were doing was St. Arrhenius or something and but he has this brilliant quote um, the glory of God is man fully alive Mm. the glory of God is woman fully alive and I think that's so true and it's that spark like we were saying that you're recognising people and that makes you go yeah there's something in that like in just Mm. truly being who you are, truly contributing truly 
Yeah. 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 So it's that whole, that, let's go back to Parker Palmer. Let's. Our highest calling is to grow into our own authentic selfhood. Love it. Easy. So do it. <laughs> let's just make that happen. That's it. It's the journey. Look at the long term. It's the vibe. Be curious in the short term. And, and just also the higher calling. Love God, love others mm. as mm. well. I think the danger is that we make it, I make it all about myself mm. as well. And that's keen mm. to make sure that, um, yeah. Mm. There are people dying. Okay. <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> if you care enough the living... Some worms are calling your name. By disruptors. Oh, See you low next blow. Time. Literally a low blow. <laughs> 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 <laughs>